0: listening to the Kinergy Sports Podcast, hosted by Jacob Kennedy. This is episode 5 of the Kinergy Sports Podcast. The Golden State Warriors are champions once again in the NBA, and the LeBron James sweepstakes are in full go. And I'm going to start there. A lot of people believe that, and they like to play with different scenarios on where LeBron could and might go, and I think it's fun, but... I really believe there are only two, maybe three possible destinations, but just for the fun of it, I laid out the six teams that actually have a chance at landing LeBron James. Number six is someone that hasn't been mentioned a lot, but I think based on what LeBron has told us and what we've heard, it doesn't make any sense why this wouldn't be a viable candidate, and that's the Miami Heat. LeBron has made it evident that he's not interested in starting over somewhere. He's not interested in going somewhere where he doesn't really know the area. He doesn't know the schools. Miami, he's lived there for four years. He's played there. He knows the ownership. And I think if he was going to leave Cleveland and he wanted a relatable place to go, I don't see why Miami wouldn't be... A reliable destination. And also, Miami's roster is very flexible. So if LeBron were to go there, it's very possible that they could pull off something similar as what they did in 2010 when they brought in LeBron and Chris Bosch. Number five, and I love this scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's much of a chance that it happens. But the Boston Celtics. That would be such a fun situation. It's easily the best basketball situation in my opinion. You have the best coach in Brad Stevens. You have one of the best young cores. If not the best young core in the league. And for this to happen. It would most likely have to be a sign and trade. And what's interesting about. That is, the Celtics would probably have to give up Kyrie in order to get LeBron, and especially after the report that came out earlier this week stating that the Celtics are concerned that Kyrie might leave them to go to the Knicks next year. That kinda got me thinking, why wouldn't they get something for him now? So I don't think, I don't think Kyrie would go back to the Cavs, but I do think That the Celtics and Cavs could bring in a third team. Like the Knicks. And get draft picks sent to Cleveland. Kyrie sent to New York. And LeBron out to Boston. And I would love to see that. LeBron has never played under an elite coach like Brad Stevens. And. Who knows what they could accomplish together. Number four is the Houston Rockets. This is. Gained a lot of steam early as the season went on, as the playoffs went on. Everyone believed Houston might be LeBron's top choice because of Chris Paul, their friends. But I feel like this has lost a little bit of steam lately. Chris Paul came out and said if he's gonna stay with the Rockets, he wants a max deal. But that doesn't help the LeBron James situation because they're already gonna be tight on money. If they sign Chris Paul, who has been injury prone the last three years and he's missing more games every single year, actually gets a max deal, that just means that's lots of money for the roster. If they were to somehow get LeBron, they would probably have to lose Capella. They would have no bench. They would have no depth. It would be LeBron, Chris Paul, Harden, and then a couple role players, and that's what they'd be rolling with. And a lot would have to be done just to get this to work. They would, if they want this, they, I mean, they have to get started now moving money or they have no money. The Rockets don't have room for LeBron's contract. So they would have to be cutting and that's why I think they would have to lose Campella, which they could handle, obviously. He's not LeBron, but it's still a big loss and The depth is what's kind of concerning because LeBron has mentioned wanting to be able to rest more and not having to carry such a load, but if there's no bench, that means there's no way for LeBron to go to the bench and there's no one to replace LeBron off the bench and that just means LeBron's going to be playing the same minutes that he already is. So that doesn't add up to me and I'd... I don't think it's very possible. I don't see that happening i I just can't see LeBron in Houston period. The third is it's possible way it's more possible than the last three mentioned, but I don't think it's that realistic per se the philadelphia seventy sixers I think it would be fun interesting intriguing to see LeBron go here we've seen the way he's kind of connected with Ben Simmons one thing that I worry about is LeBron is very ball dominant so either him or Ben Simmons would have to play off the ball and one I can't see LeBron just giving up the ball that easily and two Ben Simmons can't shoot so him off the ball is not nearly as effective as him on the ball But if LeBron does want to play off the ball, then this looks like it would be a perfect scenario for him. I mean, he played in every game this year. He's going to want more rest next year. And less rest and more rest and less minutes means a longer career. And it seems like that's what he wants. He wants to extend this career as long as he can possibly go. So if he's looking to try an experiment with playing off the ball. This seems like a perfect scenario. They would be amazing defensively. If they got LeBron, Simmons and Bede, uh Covington, LeBron, they would be an outstanding defensive team. They wouldn't be a great shooting team. I think they need to resign JJ Redick if they want this to happen. LeBron wants to be surrounded by shooters. But defensively they would be great. If LeBron wants to play off the ball, It would be a perfect scenario. And this roster is still flexible. They have a lot of young contracts. So they they could still sign one more star. Possibly sign one more star if need be. Number two, don't kid yourselves. The Cleveland Cavaliers still have a shot at re-signing LeBron. I'm not saying I expect it. But listen, Cleveland is home. He loves Cleveland. He's made that very known. He's also made known that family is important. His sons right now, especially his oldest, is at a critical stage in his life entering into high school. Cleveland is his home. Cleveland is home to all of his children, his wife. His wife doesn't want to restart. It's been reported. She does not want to restart somewhere. If he were to stay at Cleveland, it wouldn't be a basketball decision. It would be a family decision. But for this to happen, it seems as if the Cavaliers need to make a big move. They have the 8th pick in the draft. Maybe Kevin Love could be used in a deal. The problem is they don't have very many assets other than Love that they could actually ship around. But honestly, I I believe that the Cavaliers and the Los Angeles Lakers are the only two real options LeBron's looking at right now and. L.A. is clearly my number one. I think he's going to L.A. at this point. No one really knows. No one really has any idea other than LeBron, if he even knows. But he has homes there. He doesn't have to restart if he goes to the Lakers. He has two homes in L.A. He knows the area. His family knows the area. They live there in the summer. And it it will provide great post-career opportunities. He wants to be an owner get into maybe being an executive, Hollywood. It'll help him build his brand to something bigger than it already is. They also have a very flexible roster from a basketball standpoint. A lot of young pieces they could ship around. LeBron's not going to the Lakers alone. Everybody knows that. He's not going to go to the Lakers just so he can play with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. That's not going to happen. But what could happen... Paul George has said he wants to go to L.A., and just as recently as a couple days ago, Kawhi Leonard came out and said he wants out of San Antonio and he wants to go play for the Lakers. If San Antonio sends Kawhi to the Lakers and grants his wish, I firmly believe LeBron will end up on the Lakers. If you give LeBron that roster, Kawhi, and possibly a Paul George, because The way their salary cap is, they have plenty of room, and if they were to trade for Kawhi, they would still have room if they wanted to go get like a Paul George. Paul George, if he informs OKC that he's leaving anyways, there's a really good chance that L.A. could get him for a cheaper price. And if LeBron was able to bring a championship to L.A., Imagine what that would do for his legacy. Being able to say that he everywhere that he went, he won a championship. If he wins in L.A., which if he gets the roster I think they're trying to build, he could win multiple, two, three down the road, and then he could say, well, I went to Miami and we won a championship. I brought a championship to Cleveland, for God's sake. And then he went to L.A., And he brought a championship. I think the Lakers are far and away the favorite right now to land him. I think the only two real options are the Lakers and Cavs. The Cavaliers have a chance. They're not out of it. I don't think he's going to come back. But they're not out of it at all. I can't see him going anywhere else. I can't see him starting over somewhere for a third time. I don't think he wants to do that his family doesn't want to do that he doesn't think it's fair to his family so Cleveland or LA I think will be home to LeBron in the upcoming season and I cannot wait to find out who it's going to be the Cavs get swept in the finals and we still can't stop talking about LeBron but man it's free agency fun. Back here in a sec, NBA is over, NFL is on the way in. I'm going to be talking about the NFL for the first time on the show, and I cannot wait back in 10 seconds. The NFL season is upon us. Sports gambling being legalized. I wanted to take a look at some of the over-unders set for wins for some of the teams throughout the nfl and i'm going to give you some of my locks picks for this upcoming season in the first one the ravens were set at eight and a half wins that was their over under this is the under all day all season since the ravens won the super bowl they're a 500 team in the last five seasons so they're 500 Flacco isn't what he was when he won that Super Bowl. And with Lamar Jackson on his heels, I am of the belief that Lamar Jackson will start for this team this year at some point in time. I think Joe Flacco is on the way out as quarterback of the Ravens. I think there's a little bit of Flacco fatigue going on. They gave him a huge overpaid contract after he won the Super Bowl, which at the time, yes, he won a Super Bowl. So it's deserved. Everyone gets overpaid in the NFL. But I love Lamar Jackson's potential. And the Ravens don't trade up into the last pick of the first round to draft a quarterback if he's not going to play. He's, he's going to start towards the back end of this season. And although I love his potential... I don't think you can expect him to win right away. If this team is a 500 team over the last five seasons with Flacco, I don't think if Lamar Jackson gets to start two, three, four games, unless he surprises me, I don't see them winning many of those games. I just can't count on the Ravens winning having a winning season, getting to nine and seven. They got there last year. But I think the division is going to slightly improve. The Steelers are going to keep getting better. And hopefully the two Ohio teams will improve. The Browns roster is much improved. I'm not saying they'll beat the Ravens at some point, but it's much improved. They'll play a tougher schedule. Eight and a half wins is a lot for this team. That's not going to happen. Take the under. The Redskins over-under were set at five and a half. This might be the lock of the season. Take the over. They traded for Alex Smith. In the offseason, who I think is a better QB than Kirk Cousins. It's close, neither of them are elite, but I like Al- Alex Smith. His biggest problem is he doesn't play well when it gets cold. He's usually, it seems like every single year, it seems like Alex Smith is the first half of the season MVP. When the weather is nice, when he is warm, he is a good QB. When it cools down, when he gets into bad weather, he struggles. But five and a half wins. This is a talented team. They had some solid wins last year. Five and a half wins is awfully low. Yes, they play in a tough division. But I don't think I can remember a time that Alex Smith didn't win at least six games. So take the over on the Redskins. That one, I think they're at least a 500 team. I really like where they're at and where they're moving forward as a franchise the next one is the Colts at six and a half wins it's kind of the same deal take the over the Colts were terrible last year but Andrew Luck didn't play Andrew Luck started throwing last year if Andrew Luck is playing he's went in three years of starters he went 11-5 and and 11-5 11-5 if Andrew Luck is healthy if Andrew Luck is starting this team is winning over six and a half games Luck has became underrated because of his injury. He's been out for such a long time, people are forgetting that how good of a player and how great of a quarterback he really is. I like Andrew Luck, I don't like that he can't stay healthy, but if he can stay on the field, this team is going to win over six and a half games. They're under a new coach, and honestly, do we really know what their division's gonna do? The Titans are very average. Deshaun Watson is coming back from an injury, and I still can't convince myself to trust Blake Bortles. They're winning over six and a half games. I think this is a 500 team. If Andrew Luck plays a whole year, this is a playoff team. There's no doubt in my mind they're a playoff team. I don't understand the six and a half wins at over, over under unless Vegas is not sure about Andrew Luck, which I, how, no one can be sure at this point, but I think he'll be healthy. I think he'll play. I think this is a playoff team. My last one that I looked over, the Bills were also set at 6.5 wins. The Colts and the Bills had the same over-under, which was shocking. Take the under for the Bills. Their quarterback group is A.J. McCarron, Josh Allen, and Nathan Peterman. Josh Allen, I don't trust. I didn't trust him in college. I didn't like him. As a top 10 pick. Nathan Peterman started one game last year and threw five interceptions. A.J. McCarron has been the backup to Andy Dalton, in that, if that tells you anything. This team is not winning six games. This team is not a talented team. Maybe they're going to try to build behind Josh Allen. Maybe he'll surprise me, but they're not winning. They're not going to win seven games? Look, They're going to lose both games to the Patriots. You can count on that. The Jets are moving in the right direction. They picked up Sam Darnold. I don't know if he'll play, but they're moving in the right direction. The Dolphins are mediocre, average, but the Bills are easily a bottom two team in that division and probably the worst team in that division. They're not winning seven games. This quarterback group, in Buffalo weather, really, when's the last time an Alabama quarterback did something in the NFL? Are we going to start Nathan Peterman? Because he threw five interceptions the last time we saw him play. I don't want to judge someone off one game, but that was one of the worst performances from a QB I have ever seen. And Josh Allen is not able to start right away. He couldn't complete passes at Wyoming. He's not going to complete passes in the NFL yet. He needs time. This team's not winning seven games. Take the under. I think it could get ugly early for the Buffalo Bills. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Jacob underscore K-E-N-N-2. Like and retweet on Twitter, like and share on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, interact with me. You can message me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the show, and make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.